Hello, everyone. Welcome to Small Biz Tips. So, guys, I was on Facebook a few days ago, a few weeks ago, and I saw this post from a good friend of mine named Sebastian, who was also on the podcast. And then I saw this gentleman, Brandon. I was like, wait a second, who is this guy? I start looking through his post. I'm like, wow, I love what he does. And I'm like, I got to have him to come in. So I reached out and he was so, so grateful to say, hey, I'll come in. I'll share the knowledge. So Brandon, what's up, man? Hey, uh, thank you so much for having me on. Um, you know, just happy to be here and I'm glad that you reached out so I can kind of, you know, bring some value to your community and your listeners and just uh, happy to be here. Thank you. Thank you. So before we get into all that, you know, when it comes to acquisition and e-com, right? Who is Brandon? Well, um, yeah, Brandon Yamada, um, you know, I use my Japanese name over here in Japan. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm Brandon Carroll in the States, but you know, Yamada is kind of a unique name to remember. So I just go by that, but, uh, like you know, basically <laughs> just, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not, a am just an everyday guy. Um, mm -hmm. e-commerce buying and selling e-commerce businesses is just what I, uh, you know, what I eat, sleep and breathe for the most part. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, been in the industry for, for five years now. And, uh, you know, I love the e-commerce industry as a whole and acquisitions is just kind of a, a next level of it. And mm -hmm. it's something that just made a lot of sense. So, you know, I do that. I still have, uh, you know, I still got my hobbies. I like picking up heavy things and putting them down occasionally. Um, so you, I like you talking weightlifting or something yeah. else. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. I don't get as, uh, as much time as I'd like, but, uh, you know, I'm getting uh -huh. back into it. So it's been good. Um, nice. got a great girlfriend and, uh, you know, she's been great to me. I got a, a great mom, uh, yeah. take care of her great family. So, just, just super blessed and, uh, you know, happy and just, you know, doing my best to try to improve, you know, a little bit every day. So that's fantastic, man. So let's go back. You said you got into e-com five years ago. Yeah. How'd you get into that? Like what happened that makes it, you know what? I want to get into e-commerce. Yeah, it's a, that's a good question. You know, and everyone's got their different reasons on why they want to get into business or do anything, you know, with their own business or whatnot. And I was kind of in that same spot. Um, I was looking at, you know, how do I transition from being like a regular employee, um, mm -hmm. getting out of the nine to five and getting into something where I can make money on my own terms and uh, achieve the lifestyle and the goals that I have, you know, for myself. Right. So, yeah. you know, I started out kind of like everyone else. You're looking at, well, what are the different ways of making money online? And there's just so much content out there, good, bad, and, you know, in between. And yeah. I went through a lot of different, uh, you know, hiccups. I tried affiliate marketing. I had a supplement blog. I've tried a lot of different things. And, you know, e-commerce is just uh, something that made sense because it's growing. It's not gonna, yeah. it's going to continue to grow. Um, and it's a, it's a great industry. It makes sense. And so it's something I can get behind, but unlike, you know, just getting into drop shipping or, you know, some of the other faucets of e-commerce, it just mm. made more sense to me to be in the business of buying and selling the, mm. the businesses itself. And so I, I looked more into that and learned the hard way, the very hard way. There's not really any mentors or guides on how to do all that stuff. So, mm. you know, uh, learn slowly, but surely. And, you know, I still learn today, but, you know, we're in a different spot now. So uh, happy for the progress and the lessons I've had along the way. That's amazing. So I, I want to, you mentioned something you said you learned a hard way. Did yeah. you purchase an e-commerce store? Did you start one? What happened? What was that lesson that you learned? Are you able to share that with us? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and there's a lot of different lessons that are out there. And, you know, just as business owners in general, like a lot of us have run into these lessons that, you know, we, we might not ever share with other people, but yeah. nonetheless, there are lessons to be had. Right. And, uh, you know, I started out on the sell side, of e-commerce, you know, businesses. So there's a buy side and a sell side, a sell side. You're working with, you know, selling e-commerce businesses, a buy side, you're working on buying 
e-commerce businesses. So I started on the sell side and just working together with people and, um, you know, teaming up with them to, you know, look at how they can make an exitable business and uh, actually helping them with that process, uh, getting it marketed. And so I helped a couple of owners, you know, get their businesses sold. Mm. And that came with a lot of harsh lessons because there's no one who teaches you, well, what makes a valuable e-commerce business there's some blog posts but when you talk to real buyers real investors who have real money and you run into those hard questions you know and if you're not prepared you know you could lose that potential buyer so you know there was a lot of little lessons i'd say but uh, the main things being knowing what what makes a valuable e-commerce business what people want to buy and how to do that so uh those are the main ones about that Uh, um, you know i'm curious right because you get those done for you type of econ business all mm-hmm. over the internet, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, some are, uh, are good, some are not. And mm-hmm. you get all type of stories from that. And then you have people that are buying eight figure businesses. So right. tell us more about, you know, what are like some of the key components when let's say I'm a buyer and, mm-hmm. you know, cause our audience is mostly entrepreneurs, marketers, business owners, and so forth. And they're like, you know what? I want to buy an e-commerce business, but I'm hearing all these things about the margin or, you know, what should they be looking out for? What's important for them to know if they want to buy a real e-commerce business? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's a really good question. And, uh, you know, I forgot to mention this, but one of the things I'm involved in, I'm an ad advisor for Walker Dibel's, uh group. It's an acquisition group called the Acquisition Lab. And yeah. pretty much all we do is we help regular everyday people buy you know, established businesses, whether they're seven, eight figure businesses. And, you know, we've got dozens, hundreds of uh, people in that. And so this is a topic that comes up a lot of times is because, you know, not everyone's an e-commerce expert, but, you know, there's a lot more entrepreneurs out there and maybe they're looking at buying a business and maybe they look at the e-commerce side. And so it's like, well, what do I look for and how do I avoid these pitfalls that other people fall into? So Mm -hmm. one of the big pitfalls and for the, for the listeners, there's a, there's a couple of main pitfalls I want you to avoid. And one of them is getting into these drop shipping or done for you automated e-commerce businesses. They sound mm. super attractive and I see the most people getting burned on them. Uh, it's the most commonly failed acquisition I've seen in the five years I've been doing this. And the reason for that is yeah. a lot of these uh, simple done for you stores and drop shipping stores, they focus on selling the the dream or the goal of having a passive automated e-commerce business you could tap yeah. into it have these you know profits that just flow into your you know your bank account or whatnot and it sounds so uh, attractive and it's usually at that price point of under a hundred thousand dollars would be anywhere mm-hmm. from 20 to a hundred thousand so it's at a really attractive point for people to jump into um and the thing is these drop shipping and done for you stores they don't have that level of branding they don't have the the tenure mm-hmm. Uh, the proof of concept knocked out enough to where your price is going to justify, you're not going to justify what you paid for it. And it's not going to sustain the test of time over the next two, three, four, five years. And that's just by the numbers, right? There are some exceptions out there, but that's, you know, the number one big one that uh, I see people running into. And I think another big thing for people to look out for is instead of just going out there in the market and looking at different businesses to buy, you need to take some time and take inventory of your skills, experience, Mm. your interests, what you're not interested in, and just getting familiar with the different types of online businesses or e-commerce businesses out there. Just looking up, you know, Googling what is an Amazon FBA business. Yeah. And then 
you know, reading the first summary on that and going through and just making yourself aware. And that'll save you so much time in finding the right businesses and not wasting time on things that might not match your interests or, uh, you know, your skill set or experience. Now, I love that uh, that advice because we, we got to do our research, right? Sometimes we see something and it's a shiny object. We're like, oh, my God, I got 30 grand. I'm going to put it in here. I'm going to make 100 grand in three months. You know, yeah. you get super excited and then you buy into it and then, you know, you don't get what promise and you're like, oh my God, all this online stuff is a scam and you mm -hmm. missed out on an opportunity to get something good. So uh, yep. I'm curious um, when it comes to, for example, you said, you know, doing some research on Amazon FBA, right? Mm -hmm. What are those, those type of businesses, econ businesses that you see that are selling the most? Is it Amazon yep. FBA? Is it branded Shopify store? Like, mm -hmm. what does that look like? Yeah, so it's funny the the if you look at the recent data that's out there, what's been kind of the most popular type of e-commerce business that's being bought and sold and what it is currently is it's still Amazon FBA businesses. So fulfilled mm -hmm. by Amazon, basically you're shipping your inventory, your product to Amazon, you're letting them handle, you know, the fulfillment, shipping it to the customer, the customer service, uh, and you got your kind of storefront that's on Amazon. Those are the the most commonly bought and sold businesses from the data that I've seen. Um I know it's very popular. There's still a lot of these drop shipping style stores. And for anyone who's listening that doesn't understand what you know drop shipping style stores are, they're basically you selling uh, another person's product for a higher price and you collect the profit in between. And it's a great business model in itself, but um, the downsides of it is, is it's usually selling products that aren't unique and everyone else is selling the same kind of thing. Um, using, you know, the same kind of Shopify store, the same layout or whatnot. Wow, so yeah. it's, it's a great, great way for people to get into e-commerce, to learn e-commerce, but in terms of buying and selling businesses, you know, they're a lot less de desirable. So, okay. um, those are still super common. You still have a lot of people buying and selling blogs, uh, affiliate businesses, mm. you know, display advertising. There's so many out there. So like I said, take a day and just go through the different types of online businesses and familiarize yourself with them. You might really resonate with one or two or not resonate with, you know, a couple and it'll save you a lot of time. So uh, I like that you break down, you know, what exactly an SBA and dropshipping, because a lot of people don't know, you know I mean? They hear these terms. Yeah. Let's yeah. take it to my next questions, right? Um, let's say I'm, I'm a buyer and mm -hmm. I'm excited. Um, mm -hmm. I see like I don't know, on website, like Flippa, a $1.2 million e-commerce business. And I'm like, okay, mm -hmm. I have 300,000. Oh, how mm -hmm. do you get funding for those, right? Because sometimes you hear SBA funding, but yeah. then it takes a little while because, you know, like it's the SBA. So sometimes time kills deals. What are some other ways besides SBA funding that people can fund those e-commerce stores? You know, let's mm -hmm. say I want to put two, 300 K down on them. Mm -hmm. That's a really good question. And it's this actually leads me to one of the most other common problems that first time buyers face yeah. when they're getting into the market, which is they don't figure out the funding side, how they're going to pay for these businesses until after they've, you know, looked at a bunch of deals and started, you know, submitting offers and all this stuff. And, mm -hmm. you know, I'm not going to say my method is the end all be all. But there's a lot of different coaches and gurus out there that that want to teach you to find the deal first, and then you can worry yeah. about the funding next. And I've seen many people go take this route and never close their first acquisition because it's like, why would you go to you know Walmart to buy groceries and you wouldn't bring your wallet or your credit card? So um, the, the big thing for first time buyers is to pre-qualify yourself and secure the buying power 
before you go out and buy these businesses. And some of the ways you could do that, you touched on uh, one of the biggest ones, which is you know SBA backed loans, yeah. right? And for anyone that's that's una, unaware of what these SBA backed loans are, the Small Business Administration, basically, uh, you know, government funded program. They have uh, types of programs will where they will guarantee the loans for uh, acquiring a business. So the banks still front the money, but the 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 government uh, you know guarantees it. So it it creates more safety for the banks because banks don't really like to make loans on e-commerce businesses because e-commerce businesses usually don't have a bunch of physical assets like yeah. real estate. You have no the collateral. house, you have the, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it makes it more risky. But if the government says, hey, I'm going to, you know, I'll pay you back. They're like, okay, no, no problem. We'll do that. So what you can do as a buyer, first time buyer, you can pre-qualify yourself. If you're looking at e-commerce businesses, you can go to ecommercelending.com. Uh, yeah. Steven Spear over there runs a great team. You could pre-qualify with them and you can get an actual document that says you're pre pre-authorized or pre-approved for up to a certain amount. And mm. that separates you so much from all these other people who haven't figured out the funding. Cause yeah. you know, think about it. If I'm selling a business, someone says, I want to buy your business uh, versus another guy says, I want to buy your business and I'm pre-approved for $2 million. Yeah. You know, who are you going to spend your time on? So God, uh, <laughs> absolutely. So e-commerce lending.com, uh, multifunding.com, Joe McClear over there, really cool guy. Um, those are great ways to, to fund a deal. You could also look at revenue-based uh, or cash flow-based lenders, one uh, bupos.com. It's another popular one. You can get pre-approved on there too. Um, so they, they got their different rates and pros and cons or whatnot. And then, you know, the, the other option you have, if you want to kind of buy bigger, bigger and you don't have the the funds in hand, you can always think about trying to integrate some sort of seller financing into the deal. And what, what seller financing is, is uh, basically saying, you know, hey, I'll put down X percent and I'll pay you out over a certain time. And there's a lot of different ways to do seller financing or different forms of that kind of creative financing. But, you know, you're putting the, the key concept is you're going to put X amount down. I'm going to pay you out over time at these terms and interest rate or, or whatever you want to do. So that way you, you don't have to put the full amount down. Now, granted, you're going to limit yourself with uh, your options that you have. So I encourage you to look at the SBA Bupos and have that, you know, solid buying power so you could buy solid brands. Um, I'm, I'm curious, you mentioned Bupos as mm -hmm. revenue, like, so it, what, tell us more about that. So it analyzed the revenue and the asset of the business and create the loan around that. Is that what you mean? Yeah. So, uh, and, and granted, I'm not a, a Bupos expert, but they, yeah. they do look at these deals. They pr provide an alternative form of financing for acquiring these potential businesses. I know their criteria is, uh, can be a little bit more picky. Like for example, you can't buy a, a drop shipping store with Bupos funding. It has to be a unique brand or a unique online business or whatnot. So you can't buy these, you know, done for you stores with, with Bupos financing, but uh, you know, their in-house team will take a look at it. Of course, they're going to look at the main factors of the deal. They want to make sure it's a, a brand that's going to stick around long enough for it to survive. But uh, what I'd say is, you know, if you're curious about it, take a look at their site. Um, yeah. I know a lot of them are on LinkedIn. Uh, Juan uh, Ignacio, I believe, uh, one okay. of the great guys over there at Bupos. You could check him out on LinkedIn. They're, they're, they're great. So, uh, you Good. know, that's yeah. what I would do. I love it. I love it. So you tell us, you told us a lot about, you know, if I'm looking to buy, now let's mm -hmm. switch over. If I have an e-commerce business and I want to sell it, right? Yeah. What are some of the things that buyers are looking for? You know, I know there's different type of buyer from the individual to the private equity to the family office and all that. 
Mm-hmm. What is that, you know, what are some of the most popular buyers you've seen in mm-hmm. that space? So tell us more about that. If I'm selling an e-com business, you know, which, how should I prepare my business for sell? <laughs> let's start there, right? And I'm doing, let's say, a hundred or $200,000 in revenue right now with it. Okay. Um, really good question because this is the number one question when you're looking at your e-commerce business. And a lot of people, they own an e-commerce business. They're not even thinking about, well, could I even sell it? They, a lot mm. of people don't even know that they can sell an e-commerce business or what kind of money they can make from it. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in essence, there's a lot to it, but in essence, you sell an e-commerce business, it's going to go off a, a multiple of what your past profits are. So let's say, you know, on that hundred or 200,000 in revenue that you're doing, let's say you're uh, doing 20% of, uh, 20% of that. So, yeah. you know, it's making 20 to 40,000 in, in net profit a year. Yeah. And usually you'd see a multiple applied to that anywhere from one to four or higher, depending on your business. So, you know, even if it's a, if it's making 40,000, you sell it off for $120,000, you know, yeah. if you get that in a lump sum, that could be really life-changing. Right. And yeah. so that's what, uh, you know, that's one thing I want to kind of make the the viewers aware is like, it's an option for you guys. And it's in terms of what they're looking for, um, I've created something that I call my five factors of value in, okay. in what makes a valuable e-commerce brand in Dallas. <laughs> so these are in no particular order, except for one. Number one is profitability. Mm. Um, and, and there's a lot of things that go with profitability. I have a whole post on my Facebook and LinkedIn, if anyone wants to check that out, but profitability, number one, you've got traffic, mm-hmm. uh, how you get customers and how they convert where you're getting them from. Um, you've got documentation, which mm. catches a lot of people off guard. It's like, well, what do you mean documentation? Like actually knowing how much money your business makes, making sure that yeah. a proper bookkeeper accountant is, is doing your finances. You're actually doing your taxes, stuff like that. Documentation. Um, the next one is uniqueness. So mm-hmm. how unique your brand is. Um, so just going back to that point of like the drop shipping store versus something that's more unique. You look at a, mm-hmm. you know some of the more quality brands that are out there, how unique your brand is. So uniqueness is another one. Okay. Um, documentation, uh, profitability. What am I missing? Oh my goodness. I forgot my <laughs> own five factors of value. <laughs> Traffic documentation, automation. Oh my goodness. So sorry. Ooh, that's so, a big one. <laughs> it's a huge one. Automation. And the thing is like when I say automation, Shopify, for example, e-commerce businesses in general, Shopify, yeah. Amazon, FBA, they have great levels of automation, but you got to look at what you do as the owner on a day-to-day basis, what you're mm-hmm. responsible for, and what's going to end up being the responsibility of that new buyer. So an example, if you're running an e-commerce business, you're, you're doing all the Facebook ads and Google ads, well, who are you going to sell that business to? Another Facebook or Google ad yeah. expert? You want to automate your business to a level where Joe, you know, John Doe can run it um, exactly. because you have the systems, the employees, and, and teams in place to run it for them. So yeah, automation is the the last no, one. This, this is massive, right? Profitability, automation, documentation. Automation, mm-hmm. traffic, um, uniqueness. Traffic. Yep. You, wow, this is huge because when you're looking at e-com space, we all see, okay, I'm going to, this thing is like printing money, right? It's running. Mm-hmm. You could be out with your dog and you're making sales. But you don't mm-hmm. think about the backend stuff where how, yes. <laughs> how is it structured and is it even sellable? So I'm glad yeah. you mentioned what have you seen that has been um the type of buyers uh for for e-commerce business? So are we talking mostly like the individual buyer or is it more mm-hmm. like a private equity buyer? Or when would a private equity come in to buy an e-com business? Or 
Uh, I'm really curious about that, the buyer side. <laughs> That's a really good question. And what I'll say is there's a buyer for all sorts of different types of businesses. Just like there's a lot of different buyers for different types of cars, there's yeah. different buyers for types of e-commerce businesses. So what you're going to typically see... Um, you know, if you got a business that's worth, you know, dollars $200,000, you're going to see a, a mixture of everyday people, uh, mm -hmm. you know, office workers, professionals trying to get out of that nine to five and buy into a, a passive income lifestyle. You're going to yeah. see, you know, average people. You're going to see uh, some people who may have already bought a smaller business or have uh, an established business already and they're looking to add on or expand. Mm -hmm. um, you're going to see professionals where they have a certain skill set trying to acquire certain uh, online businesses. So for example, if you're a marketer, you're good with Facebook ads and you find yeah. a Shopify store where most of the sales are done through Facebook ads, then, you know, that's going to make sense. So you'll find different professionals on there, whatnot. Um, you know, there, you have different classes of buyers and what, what I'd say, cause I work with, I work with a lot of pri private equity guys, VC guys, um, aggregators and whatnot. And mm -hmm. what I can say is the, the general threshold that you might keep on your radar in terms of if you want to be able to kind of catch their interests or be in their range, a lot of these uh, bigger buyers are kind of creating their criteria starting at 1 million plus in profits. So whether that's, uh, you know, EBITDA, SDE yeah. or net profits, um, that's that kind of puts you on their radar. They look for brands like that and they'll fight over them. There's a shortage of those. There will always be a shortage of those and they go for much higher multiples. And um, what are we talking you know, in terms of multiple, like five, 10 X? Yeah. And, and that's the thing. Cause it gets a little distorted. Like when you start throwing out, like well, they're, they're selling for six X or for eight X or whatnot, but the structure can be widely different from what we think. And it's not always like a, a private equity guy is going to, you know, wire over eight uh, X to your account in a lump sum <laughs> or something like that. It's not, it's not all peaches and rainbows, but you know, when you get to those different tiers or different realms, you know, seeing, seeing you break out to a six X to an eight X, I've even seen, you know, brands go over 10 X um, multiples of profit, you know? So, you know, it, it's out there, there's a market for it. And uh, there's businesses being bought and sold every day for crazy multiples. It's just, you know, it's a matter of what tier are you in? What realm are you in? And uh, making sure that, you know, you're following those five different uh, factors of value that I talked about, you know, so, so, nah, this is gold, man. Um, I'm I'm really curious, and this is more of a selfish questions. Like, mm -hmm. as you as uh, you know, because you've been on the buy side and the sell side, mm -hmm. what has been like some of the biggest acquisition in terms of numbers have you seen? Ten million, fifty million, a hundred million in the e-com space? Yeah, well, uh, so I was just looking at the the news the the other night, and so I noticed Amazon picked up a they picked up a brand, and uh, Walmart picked up a brand. A lot of these big names that we've heard of, they're doing acquisitions all the time. We just don't see it on the news. And those are going um, for billions of dollars, right? But for me personally, what I'm seeing on the the regular marketplace, I've seen deals anywhere from, you know, small five figures, six figures, seven figures. I've seen uh I've seen brands sell of, of my clients and personal friends. I've seen them exit for above 10, 10 million before, 12 million. Nice. Um, so that they have them in all sizes. Uh it's out there. So you mentioned your clients. Tell people exactly what you do. <laughs> I don't yeah. know if we cover that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, uh, you know, I'm I'm the owner of Ecom Exchange, and you know, we help people. Uh, we help on the both the buy and the sell side. Um, we we've acquired stores, so we've got four brands under management ourselves. Um, we help other uh people acquire brands. Uh, 
you know, is exit planning on the sell side. We have exit planning services where people can, uh, you know, check in with me once a month and I can tell them exactly what their business is going for and what we need to work on to make it more sellable, yada, yada. So we do everything kind of on the, the buy and the sell side in terms of e-commerce businesses. So, you know, whatever questions or curiosities you might have to shoot me a, an email, um, Brandon at, uh, at ecom hyphen exchange, uh, ecom hyphen exchange.com, or just find me on Facebook or LinkedIn, Brandon Yamada. So you know, usually we can work with you. We got a, we got a good team and uh, we're all about quality. I love it. I love it. So, um, we'd like to finish up and wrap things up with a small biz tips, right? Because we have mm -hmm. a lot of entrepreneurs that listen. Some of them has service-based business. Some of them has product-based business. What mm -hmm. is in your, you know, experience that one small tip you would share with any entrepreneurs if they're mm -hmm. looking to buy businesses or they're looking to grow theirs and sell it? Mm -hmm. That's a good, that's a good question. So let me start with the buy side. I'll give tips for the, both the buy side and the sell yeah. side. If you're on the buy side, I know I kind of mentioned this already, but there's three big things that I feel like you should, you should do. And this isn't, you know, financial advice, but um, one Spend the time to get to know yourself, your history of success. So even if you're like a nine to five worker, if, if you have uh, experience building teams or something like that, take document, uh, take note of what your skills and experience and what your past successes entail. And then write down some of the things that you don't, that you may not have liked about your previous jobs or your current business or anything like that. Take an inventory of all that, your skills, your resources. So, uh -huh. you know, if you got a brother who, who has an ads agency or they have something that could be relevant to a business, you know, write all that down, make yourself familiar with the different types of e-commerce businesses out there, and then go after, you know, the uh -huh. deals and start looking at deals. So one, familiarize yourself. Two, get pre-qualified in terms of your, your buying power. So if you're yeah. stateside, the SBA Bupos, just like we talked about, that puts some real power into your pocket because uh, most people don't do that. Um, and that can save you a lot of time and put you, you know, in range of big businesses that could have big changes for your, for your life. So pre-qualify mm -hmm. and then uh, three, be relentless. You know, if you find mm -hmm. a business that you like, um, it's probably going to be a competition if they're not off market, if you're dealing with a broker or, or yeah. marketplace, if you're interested in it, you need to let the broker know that you're interested after you established buying power, you know, fight for it. Cause it's not always a, a question of who's the most qualified buyer, but it's also a question of like, well, who does the broker think is the most qualified? Who does the seller like the most? Mm -hmm. Right. So be, be relentless in your approach when you find a business that, that you really like. So those are my three big tips for the the buy side. On yes. the sell side, if you're looking at uh, potentially making an, an exit, or even if you're not looking at making an exit, making sure you have an exitable business is a great way to make sure you have a valuable business because you always mm -hmm. want your exit options. So I would say, take a look at those five factors we talked about, uh, making sure your brand is profitable. You have uh -huh. uh, good quality traffic that's not always, that's that's coming through organic channels, through through Google and social media channels making sure you're properly documented. If you're doing uh -huh. your own financials, the chance of you being able to sell your business is slim to none. So get yourself a proper accountant or bookkeeper, You know, get your numbers, do your taxes. Um, uniqueness, making sure that you have a unique brand that's not just drop shipping what, what everyone else is doing. So uh -huh. you know, one good question you could ask yourself is, is it just a name or how is our branding really different from everyone else? So whether it's on the box, you have unique products or whatnot that other people can't sell, You know, making sure you have something unique. And then automation, not just thinking of all the different 
you know, types of automation you have, but really taking a look at what you do in the business and what the potential buyer would have to do if they bought the business and really think of, you know, what kind of risks come with that and make it as hands off as possible. That's going to put you in a much better realm when you go to make an exit on a business. Wow, guys, this was Brandon Yamada. Did I say it right? Yep, yep that's right. <laughs> Please reach out to him. As you can see, he is an expert when it comes to buying and selling e-com brands. Thank you again for jumping on, Brandon. This was amazing. Euler, thank you so much for having me on. And uh, thank you guys for tuning in.